Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Quote Me. I'm your host Orla Condon and this week I'm joined by broadcaster and writer Louise McSharry. After over 10 years at the National Broadcaster, earlier this year, Louise launched her podcast, Catch Up with Louise McSharry, as well as continuing her work as a columnist with Independent.ie. Coming up on today's show, I'm a Celebrity 2022 draws to a close, Balenciaga faces major backlash after outrageous latest campaign, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are taking a break, while Adele is kicking into gear at her Las Vegas residency. In other news, we're talking Christmas trees, candles, and all things festive, because tis the season. Let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Don't Quote Me. I am joined this week by someone that I talk to more on the other side of the mic than I do on this side of mic. It is Louise McSharry <laughs> of the Catch Up podcast. Welcome to your first episode of Don't Quote Me, but we've done my bottom paper together before. So yeah, this isn't our first rodeo. No, we've done we've done a lot together now at this yeah, stage. We have, to we've be fair. And 2FM and all the rest. We've tackled a multi- multitude of mediums yeah. and, and platforms. How are you doing? I know... Um, Little spoiler, Louise is doing a little podcast Christmas party for all her contributors and I can't make it. And I'm I know, so I can't believe it by one day. That's one the, day. the really cruel part of it is that like, you know, one day. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to that. I yeah. kind of put the Christmas trees up yesterday. Trees, yes, t- I have two. Uh, one, pink, one traditional I was uh, going to say do you theme them or okay so one is pink one is kind of the alt tree then right yeah so a couple of years ago my friend was like on his Instagram stories posted a picture of this stunning pink Christmas tree in a shop mm. and I was like I really want that and I was like I'm gonna buy it and I waited until after Christmas and I got it on sale Smart, um, okay. so this is the second year of the pink Christmas tree and I love it and I put yeah like it's got like donuts ice creams rainbows oh, yeah it is cute I love it it brings me happiness but we're away next weekend at other voices so I was like we better get that Christmas tree up god damn it and I'm I- so glad 
it's it the one the thing that makes me so sad about moving to this country is other voices every every winter it yeah, makes it is, me so I mean I could fly back and go to it but it's <laughs> just like literally the highlight of my year so oh, I'm living for it the best weekend just the mm. best weekend um 100%. love the pink Christmas tree question do people give you shit about it in DMs because I feel like mm, something no. like that don't they no um people don't really give me shit in the DMs anymore I had my story replies off for two two and a half years um, because I not because I was necessarily getting a lot of shit, but I was getting some shit. Yeah, and I was like, "Why am I inviting this into my life? I, I don't need shit. this." Yeah. Yeah, 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 and um, people could still message me, like they could message me through my my Instagram page, but um, it made it harder. <laughs> so yeah, it was like the rage had died down by the time they got to you. Then, yeah, little... <laughs> like only someone who really wants to send me a message is gonna is gonna do it that way, as opposed to someone who might just flippantly fire off a mean comment. You know? Yeah, and I still got the odd one, but um, I only recently turned them my story replies back on and so far it's been good but like to be honest the minute it starts again with with like nastiness I would just turn them off again because like man like I I, the reason I turned them off in the first place is because I remember there would be nights where I'd be sitting on the couch like with Gordon my husband would be there and we'd be watching tv and I'd look at my phone and then all of a sudden my mood would have dramatically changed because someone would have said something like you know horrible in the comments and then all of a sudden I'm in a failure and he he's not privy to any of what's gone on and he's like what the hell why are you why are you being so horrible all of a sudden because obviously I take everything out on him um so (laughs) so yeah so anyway that was a long answer in short no one has given me shit most people are just kind of jealous and into it which I like like we do have the normal Christmas tree in the sitting room yeah, um, still the, token, the tokenism tree, that red and gold vibe, is it? Yeah, but if I had to get rid of one, I think I'd keep the pink one now. Yeah, I think I totally agree. Like I'm the same. We had to clear out some ornaments this year because we didn't have enough space on our tree, and we got rid of all the basic. Mm. I don't mean basic in a dismissive way, but just all of the like standard like goldy yeah. ones. Because yeah. we were like, oh, we got this cool turtle that we want to put in the tree, and like, yeah, feck it. There's no rules that kind of stuff. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? do it's the thing. Fake... Do what makes you feel good. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I totally get you what you're saying about the DMs as well. Not, I imagine I wouldn't get it to the extent that you do, given the volumes of people that follow you in comparison to me. But it is that if you're a person, and I don't know if you're like this, but I am very susceptible to people's response to me at all times. Mm-hmm. So if people aren't responding positive, positively to me, I take it really hard. And I, yeah. Yeah, I make it almost my mission to figure out why and if I can change it, which yeah. in certain circumstances is probably good. In the social yeah. media sphere, it is absolutely not, because there yeah. are some people you will just never win over. Yeah. Um, and then to sit and mull on that is like an awful, it's like an awful feeling. It's but then you nice end up in like this weird shame spiral of like, why do I even care? What's wrong with me? Like, and then it, you just, you, all the negativity gets yeah. turned back on yourself. So yeah, that's why I think, like, I think personally think that everyone should kind of heavily filter their social media in terms of who they interact with and what they see. Yeah. Because there's enough in life to make you feel bad about yourself without inviting more of that in, in my opinion. Preach. So I try to preach. try to keep myself in a safe space as much as possible. That's the energy we're going to channel this week. It is Monday morning as we record this. So as we head into this week, let's channel that energy. Um, We're going to start, we're going to start out of order because I feel like someone who understands public scrutiny better than us is Matt Hancock, which brings us to I'm a Celebrity, which brings us to the season finale last night. Louise, were you watching it? Did you care? Where are you in that? I was watching it um, initially and then I just got busy and like I kind of fell off a little bit, but I was kind of dipped in and out. I think it was an okay series of I'm a Celebrity as a TV program. Like, I don't think it was like really great. I've seen much better. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that it was a mistake to put Matt Hancock in there. Um, I think yeah. it kind of sidetracked the entire thing and it made everyone feel really weird and nobody felt like they could really like watching. You didn't feel like you could have as much fun with it. And yeah. the fact that he was in the final is just wild. Sickening. So, um, yeah, last night, the final layers, we had the final three, which was Matt, Jill Scott and Owen Warner from Hollyoaks. Um, Can I just say, I'm, I bet I'm the only old bitch who every time I saw Jill Scott, I was thinking of the R&B singer. Like literally every time I had to keep reminding myself. No one, she, everyone is listening, going, who? <laughs> everyone's like, quick Google, but that's Jill. that's what my brain was doing. She, I mean, an absolutely deserved winner, I think. Like, really, really yeah. funny. Um, really up for the challenges. Like, the, the right combination of a winner. Like, good personality. Mm. Really up for the journey of the show and getting stuck in. Mm. Um, and also just had some moments throughout the series. But like you mm. said, like, really shocking that Matt Hancock made it all the way to the final. Uh, Mike... Uh, Tyndall was knocked out right before he was knocked out on Saturday night which was a, a pretty big shock everyone kind of thought it was locked in with Jill Owen and Mike um, but no mm. Matt managed to get there I mean for me like yeah grand whatever Jill won great great talk with the show but well, mm. the more interesting conversation I think for me is kind of twofold A the punt that ITV took by putting someone like Matt Hancock in knowing mm. that it was going to cause quite an aggressive reaction from fans and kind of flirting with that aggressive reaction a little bit mm. in the earlier weeks. Mm -hmm. Then almost you saw them realize that actually this guy's getting through and he's no longer doing, he's no longer doing challenges and actually he's doing well in the vote. And we saw in the last couple of days, them trying to introduce these villain elements, you know, showing him putting his number on the t-shirt really blatantly on, on his bed. So people could see his number to vote for him and all these kind of clips they were focusing in on. Mm -hmm. um, do you think ITV, I don't know if overplayed their hand, the right phrase, but how do you think they managed this? And do you think it was a right decision for them? No, I mean, I think it was a wrong decision. I think it was a wrong decision for loads of different reasons. The first reason is that I just don't think that politicians belong in programs like this. Like it's called, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. He is not a celebrity. He's an elected official. He should have been at work. And, you know, even if you remove all of the kind of COVID factors and the upset that people felt about him before he went in, I think it was wrong, number one. Number two, I think um, the fact that he was in there, put everyone else on edge because it put them all in such an awkward position. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, because I said this on my on my podcast, like, you know, if you are in, let's say you, me and whatever, 10 friends are all in a, in a gaff together for three weeks for whatever reason. And there's someone there who you've heard nothing but bad things about, but you've never met them before. But you yeah. go in thinking she's an arsehole. Like if that arsehole is there sitting, being entirely pleasant and nice for those three weeks, no way you're going to be anything but nice to them. Like you can't yeah. as a human being, like unless yeah. you're, you know, kind of a very different person to me and to most people, I think you have no choice but to kind of take them as they are. And at some stage you have to kind of get on with it. And so yeah. all of the other people were put in that position. People like Chris Moyles, who I know had strong feelings, Boy George, whatever. Like, you know, they kind of had no choice but to, but to be pleasant with him. And so then he just got to kind of, yeah get off scot-free to a certain extent and you know he went in there because he wanted to kind of you know if people see the real me they'll love me oh and, such bullshit isn't it yeah and like I don't think that that happened but I think there was I mean if we believe and I think we have to that like the voting and stuff is accurate then obviously there was a, a, a turning of the tides in you know for many people and yeah. like I don't know that he deserves that you no. know um and I thought interestingly like 
I, I have been kind of watching the red tabs and kind of the coverage of it to see what mm. way it was skewing, especially here in the UK, to see how that reception was going to change over the three weeks. And it was just really interesting to see the kind of headlines of, you know, fans hit out at bully Chris Moyles for talking behind Matt Hancock's back or, like you know, Charlene White taps out a conversation. And it's like, how, how are after a week and a half of this guy being in the jungle, our audiences, is it just the diff? Is, is it the audience? Is it the audiences removes this kind of stuff so much from reality? Yeah. That they just don't, they're not piecing those pieces together because, and like we didn't go through COVID under his rules. Like we no. went, I, I did COVID in Ireland as did you. So like I would have thought that our reaction to him potentially would have been softer because we didn't live under the yeah. rules that he enforced and the ones he broke. So it's just really interesting to see how people then were like defending him. Well, I think it's kind of a combination of the same thing that I was saying about the people who were in there with him. That kind of, oh, sure, look, I mean, he's he's not doing anything bad. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. I think people can kind of talk themselves around in that way. And I yeah. think also his strategy in there was quite clever because it was like, own up, own up and own it. And, you know, if someone is continue is doing that, again, it's kind of hard to maintain your like you know level of frustration or rage or whatever it is and um, like at the end of the day will people think of Matt Hancock now as like oh that nice guy from I'm a celebrity or will they think of him as the health minister who got everything wrong I think they probably for the most part will still think of him as the health minister who got everything wrong I mean yeah. I don't I can't understand how he can possibly just go back to sitting in the House of Commons now. But this is it now. Like, he, he goes back to work. He, he's an elected official, like you say. He left his constituents for three weeks to take a reported £400,000, you know, payout to go on I'm a Celebrity. Does he walk back in and go, hi, guys, I'm back? I mean, he obviously was let go from his uh, his kind of given positions and got within mm. government. What does that path... I mean, we spoke about this previously on the podcast, like, what is his PR and his management team mm. thinking it has paid off in some respects, given yeah. it was obviously popular. But it definitely has. Is it is it the kind of is it the space that he can cash in on in the way that he wants? It doesn't feel like politics is where he sees his long term future. I think no, because I don't think he would have gone on the program if it if it was. Although you know, maybe as a politician, it's the best thing you can possibly do. Like yeah. I don't know because I'm just thinking like, will will people vote for him again if he ran? And honestly, it, before I'm a celeb, I think more people will vote for him now than they would have before. So yeah. I guess he wins. Well, I mean, 12 million votes were cast in the final. <laughs> Obviously, the majority of them went to, went to jail. But um, mm-hmm. that's no that's no small feat either. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're thinking he probably picked up a mill at least of, of public votes, mm-hmm. um, which I believe the UK viewers have to pay for. I think if you're calling in, you have to pay for it. So like mm-hmm. people are actually paying to to mm-hmm. register votes for this guy. Um. I know he has the book coming out later this year. That's presumably going to do potentially well. I mean, is it though? I don't know. Like, are the people who vote for I'm a Celeb the people who buy Matt Hancock's book? I don't think so. And does it matter? I don't don't know. Because now he's he's upped his value again to, say, TV show bookers and and media bookers who are going to be like, he's doing his press tour for his book he did I'm a celeb that's yeah. taking kind of multiple audiences let's get him on yeah so I feel like he's going to have a pretty flat out few yeah months. one thing I think is funny is that like when when he won he 
talked again about the fact that he wanted to show that like, you know, politicians are people too. And he said, we've all got different sides to our personalities. I just wanted to show what I'm like as a person. Lots of people come in preconceived ideas for lots of reasons. And I just wanted to be myself. Like, sorry, you were hardly Mr. Personality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like, everyone thinks we're just stiffs in suits. You were pretty <laughs> stiff, man. Like there wasn't, you know, you weren't exactly banging the crock out of everything. Oh no, he like, was completely like computerized. You were who he? Like, he thought you'd be. Like, yeah. It, like you could see the seconds it took for his like brain to say to si- send the signal to his face to like have yeah. an emotion. It was like yeah. this is so weird. I just as soon as we as we started seeing him placing his shirts around the place with his numbers, I was like, this is a pot. Like he has not changed. He is very no. much eyes on the prize. And oh. how you could watch it and think, oh, he's he's kind of relaxed into it Some and like very man. No. No, no, I never no. felt that, I have to say. Yeah, not no. not for one moment. Um, congratulations to Just Got though. Only the second ever LGBTQ plus winner in the 22 years or 21 years of I'm really? a Celeb, the first ever um woman to win it, which is like crazy. First also, queer woman, right? First queer woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. LGBTQ woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just like so so mad that we're still like that we're I hate to be that person. Like we're still there, but like it's mad that it was when they saw when I saw that last night. I was like, Jesus, I wouldn't have thought that we would it have gotten mad. two decades without a gay woman. It is winning. mad. Yeah, it is mad. But then I suppose so much progress has been made just in very recent years. I think, and I think as well, like she'll probably. I think actually, and you can obviously disagree with me here, but I think that the the. The women's football team. I I just cannot bring myself to call them the lionesses. <laughs> it's something instinctively Irish, isn't it? I can't do it. But that they because obviously there's there's loads of gay women on that team. Like I think, and they were such heroes, and they were yeah. lauded so much. Like I think that actually genuinely did something. Yeah. Um. In terms of general kind of public attitude, like I think. There is still limited representation of gay women in the media, as in my opinion, um, compared yeah. to gay men. Like we see a lot more gay men. And yes, it, it tends to be kind of one type of gay man, but that is diversifying as well. Whereas yeah. gay women are are less represented, I think. And I think, yeah. it, you know, that team winning the, the World Cup, wait, the Euros? The World Cup? Your, your the Euros. <laughs> I'm so oh. I'm kind of taking a punt Euros. that nobody listening to this podcast will know either. So oh, it's it fine. Because uh, the Irish women are going to the World Cup. So anyway, um, you know, I think them winning that big trophy really did something in, in <laughs> a lot of people's trophy. lives. <laughs> yeah. It's a big trophy, right? I don't know. I'm sure there's got to be a trophy. I love sports. Oh, no. I do. We love sports on this podcast. <laughs> no, I, to- I totally do agree. I think... Um, and it, and it's it's sad that it it's it's a space like that where you need to do like this remarkable thing just to mm. get kind of a, a a smidgen of you know approval from the general mm. public. But I do I do agree with you. I do think it it kind of shifted shifted the dial a little bit on that. And it yeah. is true. Like you look at I mean look at the media landscape in Ireland. Like yeah. Well, we had Anna, we had Anna Nolan. We had few and far between, is what we had. Few. Anna I, can, Nolan. I could probably That's... count three in my lifetime. That I... Who are your three? Come on, give them to me. Anna I, Nolan. I'm struggling. Anna Nolan. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Green. Jenny Green. Yes. Um, How could I forget my former colleague? And is that um... it? I think that might be it. That's all. That's, that's so bad. If that if there is more, I'm so sorry. I don't mean. Wow, to... that's so bad. Isn't it bad? But like it's, it's really bad that that's bad. my immediate recall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even if there are more, like that's that's the yeah. recall. And that's the I think there comparison. probably are more, you know, that yeah. we might not even know about, you know? Yeah. 
is the reality. Oh. Like, I think the yeah. recent years have been very developmental for lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we all yeah. we all learn about ourselves. More, more gay women in media. I agree. More gay women. Yeah, that's the message we'll leave this I'm a celeb segment on. <laughs> more gay women in media. Yes, um, we're moving on to a story that I kind of didn't absorb at first and then another one of these stories that kind of forced its way onto my feed um, mm-hmm. because it's not generally the stuff that I read about but Balenciaga are in trouble you can yeah. imagine that didn't grab me initially I was yeah. like oh poor Balenciaga uh, digging into it more I was like oh okay there's more to this Um, for anyone who is aware or isn't aware high-end French fashion brand yes I had to google that Balenciaga have issued an <laughs> apology and pulled their recent holiday campaign after it sparked major backlash online um, adverts that the company released featured children carrying the brand's plush bear bags which are wearing S&M kind of style harnesses um, and another advert for their hourglass bag displayed documents from the Supreme Court related to child pornography cases the brand has issued two separate apologies in the last couple of days and um, given mountain pressure mounting pressure uh firstly they said we sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign we have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms they followed that up with a second apology saying we apologize for displaying unsettling documents excuse me in our campaign we take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties against the parties responsible for che- creating the set uh, and including unapproved items for our spring 23 campaign photo shoot. We strongly abuse uh, or strongly condemn abuse of children in any form. We stand for children's safety and well-being. Uh, I mean, if you knew nothing of the story and just read the apologies, you know it's bad. Like if, yeah. you, were apo- if you were saying we strongly condemn abuse of children, yeah. you fucked up. Like your marketing team has gone too far. This well, this is the thing, wild. like that that line about like we're taking legal action is like what? Like, what do you mean? Like that they were approved. Like they were approved. Images like that don't just happen. Like they get approved by many people. Yeah. Um so to kind of wash your hands of it as if, you know, we're shocked too, is like, no, babe. Yeah. Like you're it's not. a real softball addition, mm. isn't it? To to uh, exactly, they're trying to suggest that they used an external agency to create the ads, and that these were run without their kind of approval. Which, again, like you say, is just—I mean, even in startup companies, that wouldn't happen. There's no, no way that a company as large as Balenciaga are letting a third-party external stakeholder release marketing ads without like their that. approval. No, there's no, just way. no way. Um. Obviously, people naturally were like, Kim Kardashian, you should apologize too. Um, mm. I get the connection. She's been really linked with the brand over the years. Um, for anyone who isn't aware, like myself, the the balaclavas and all that stuff mm. is all them. Mm. Um and she basically everything she's been wearing for the last couple of years is she, they're the goggles as well, aren't they? Like the big yeah. that's them. All as well. of the kind of yeah, onesie bodysuits kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Th- that was she wore that at the Met Gala, didn't she? The black. Yeah. All black. I think every, almost everything she wore on SNL that wasn't a costume was Balenciaga. Yeah, she's just uh, really, really connected yeah, to them. Yeah. Really intrinsically linked with them in the last couple of years. Um, and she was getting a huge amount of pressure to respond to this, which again, I was like. I kind of get in that she is such a brand ambassador for them, mm. but it, it just kind of leans into another conversation that we've had many times over this series about like just how Kim Kardashian will constantly be scapegoated for stuff and like constantly drawn into the narrative as if she's to blame. Mm. Like again, she, unlike Balenciaga, she would not have gotten approval about the marketing campaign no. that they were going to run for their plush bear bags. Like no. it's really interesting 
is it just because she is a face and Balenciaga is a brand? Is it just because this is a person that we feel like we can get to and say, you need to apologize or you need to address this? I think it's partially that, but I think it's partially the that it's Kim Kardashian. Like she is held to an impossibly high standard because people really struggle. I think people still struggle with her level of success and her level of fame and her level of uh, wealth. Like I think the fact, because lots of people still have her categorized in their brains as like, you know, famous for nothing and, you know, not smart and whatever, that like any chance they get to kind of cut her down or call her out for anything, they will. And like, let's be honest, sometimes she gives good reason and she needs to be called out. Like, you know, sometimes she says stupid stuff and she makes stupid decisions but like this is not one of those things I mean I would question I think she's I'm bored of Balenciaga and Kim Kardashian but like you know it's not her fault she has nothing to do with this so like to kind of try and blame her for it is is wild in my opinion well the pressure obviously got to her she released a statement I think this morning or late last night um, and she has said I've been quiet for the past few days not because I haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened as a mother of four I've been shaken by the disturbing images the safety of children must be held with the highest regard and any attempts to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society period I appreciate Balenciaga removal of the campaigns and apology and speaking with them I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue and will take the necessary measures for this to never happen again now she did also discuss her kind of ongoing work with mm. the brand um, in saying as for my future with Balenciaga I am currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand basing it off of their willingness to accept accountability for something that should have never happened to begin with and the actions I am expecting to see them take to protect children so mm. she's staying working with them because they're obviously not going to, they're obviously going to do everything to secure. I the thought that would be the one good the thing. I thought the one good thing we would get out of this would be Kim Kardashian cutting ties with Balenciaga. I'm so bored of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I am. Sick um, of it. But yeah, I mean, obviously Kim Kardashian is not up for child abuse, like obviously. But then, you know, the problem is that there is this... Um, idea and it's all kind of I think a lot of it comes back to QAnon um, that, but it's infiltrated into kind of mainstream thinking that like a lot of the media and a lot of famous people are involved somehow in like pedophilia or you know interested in pedophilia which are, I personally don't think is true Um, so I think anything like this is going to get really like really especially focused on at the moment yeah um, obviously it's terrible I mean for me it was the court documents are worse than anything else like yeah I can kind of understand someone being like oh the juxtaposition of the kid with the bag whatever I can kind of see it I still think when you look at the images they look gross yeah and it just looks wrong but like the court documents I yeah. can't get my head around that at all like yeah whoa. so Who- like, is this just some like one kind of maniac creative director who kind yeah. of was like, oh, this will be really subversive. And in fact, it's just gross. And they were all from child pornography cases, right? So there yeah. was clearly also that understanding that this is linking in with yeah. the images that we're creating. So there yeah. was almost this kind of knowing participation yeah. in exactly what they were trying to exploit. Like, it's it's very weird. And I, I totally agree with your point about the QAnon, all that kind of stuff, especially where we are at the minute. Well, especially where it is at the minute in the US with mm. midterms just after ending like it's a very politically kind of active Charged, time right now yeah. mm. and all of those I mean for anyone who is kind of maybe un- unaware of of what this is 
you'll have no shortage of resources to look it up. But maybe yeah. look into like Pizzagate is probably like a good example of yeah. how celebrity culture and that kind of world first blended together on kind of he- in headline news. Um, yeah. People might rec- remember it from from Hillary Clinton's ca- uh, run for president in 2016. Mm. Google that and it'll give you a bit of an understanding. But it's it definitely plays into. And I mean, Kim Kardashian is is interestingly interestingly placed in that landscape given her ex-husband obviously was big trump fan maga mm-hmm. till i die um and i think that did rub off a little bit on her maybe maybe that was unwanted attention but i think she did grab some audiences from from the red side of the field because mm-hmm. of her, the comments that her ex-husband made and i i wonder does that play into where she is now and how that will how that will go with that kind of audience that I don't know, maybe that's a reach, but how that how this statement will play with um with that kind of audience. Oh, who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, I would I would argue that like, you know, because Kim does a lot of work for prison reform and stuff. And she went and met with Donald Trump several times during his presidency in order to kind of try and progress um things in terms of prison reform and and having people pardoned uh, who were sentenced to death. And I think her kind of stance at the time, I think she said something like, you know, something she didn't say these words but like along the lines of kind of you got to do what you got to do to get the job done and like that was why she went and met with him and like anyone who would have been in that position she would have met with but so I think that kind of also makes people kind of connect her with that side but I mean it's pretty obvious I think from from all of you know she's quite guarded in what she says but I think she's she's made it pretty clear that that's not where she sits politically. Um, yeah. Even just in terms of the program, like, you know, they did an episode about Planned Parenthood and increasing funding and stuff right after it was cut. And yeah, like I I, I hope, I hope people, I don't know, I'm not like a diehard Kim fan, but like, I think that she gets a harder time than she deserves. And I think that for the most part, she means well. And like, you know, I think you're yeah. in a tricky position if you've got people that you've worked with. Again, it's that thing. If you bring it back to kind of humanity at a human level, like if you and I work together for ages and then, you know, a company you work for does this, you know, something like this and you go to the person and you're like, you're in charge of this company. What the hell? Yeah. Um, and they're like, honestly, like, I, I don't know how this happened. So-and-so approved it. They've been fired. This person did this. Like, you know, they've been fired. Like we've cutting ties. We're set. We're suing. Like, it's very hard on a human level to be like, okay, well, I'm, you know, F you. Yeah. You'd probably be like, well, look, you're doing your best. But I, but I mean, so Maybe far I'm we too haven't. Nice. <laughs> no, but I would agree. I, I feel like if, if a company is taking responsibility and accountability and is absolutely addressing where these problems are coming from and moving forward kind of Mm. trying to clean that slate you kind of have to allow them the opportunity Mm. but like we haven't heard of any as far as I'm aware we haven't heard of any kind of people being let go or anyone all we've got is this kind of fairly yeah it's too vague kind of apology where they're trying to shift the blame onto someone else I mean for a brand like Balenciaga what does this this do like does it have a lasting impact like I I fail to see people still being outraged by this next Christmas when they're going into I don't know if people go into the shop and buy Balenciaga whatever like you well know I mean? think you there'll be two there'll be three groups of people there will be the rich people who buy Balenciaga all the time who probably don't care because whatever they just don't care and um, then you've got the people who aren't rich but who save up and like big name designer bronze who maybe aren't even paying attention probably haven't even heard they just know that they like the look of Balenciaga on a handbag or a t-shirt yeah um, and there will be some people obviously within that who would pay attention who would be bothered and then you've got the kind of middle ground of people who are outraged who probably don't buy Balenciaga anyway so like yeah I think 
I don't What's know. What's the lasting impact? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be that much, to be honest. In the less than 24 hours since recording this, Balenciaga has released yet another lengthy statement, again apologising for the campaign and sharing in more detail how it came to be released. We strongly condemn child abuse, the company's statement read. It was never our intent to include it in our narrative. The two separate ad campaigns in question reflect a series of grievous errors for which Balenciaga takes responsibility. All of the items included in this shooting were provided by third parties that confirmed in writing that these props were fake office documents. They turned out to be real legal papers, most likely coming from the filming of a television drama. The inclusion of these unapproved documents was a result of reckless negligence for which Balenciaga has filed a complaint. While internal and investigations are ongoing, we want to learn from our mistakes and identify ways we can contribute. Balenciaga reiterates its sincere apologies for the offence we have caused and extends its apologies to talents and partners. I mean, look, if it just gets rid of these looks off our off our screens during Please. red carpets, like Please. as soon as I saw Dorit walk out of BravoCon with the head to Balenciaga, I was like, oh, and everyone praising her like she was some kind of visionary. I was like, we have seen this so many times like, over the last three years. Like, I, I don't understand the praise she gets for outfits. Like one, she oh. has a stylist, obviously. Two, she's mainly thin and blonde and that's why they work for her. And three, like it's always just like an exact... It's never creative. Like it's not like no. she, the pieces are being put together creatively. It's like head to toe Fendi, head to toe Balenciaga, head to toe whatever. Like if you had enough money or enough access to walk in and just take an outfit off a mannequin, then obviously you're going to look good. It's like yeah. I always say, like, you know, please God, like I wish I was one of those girls who could walk into Zara and like look at a mannequin and be like, I'll just buy that whole outfit. But no, yeah. it doesn't work that way for some of us who don't yeah. have the access. But like you say as well, it's just, it's like boring. It's just yeah. like, and like I, whenever we talk about Housewives, which we're getting to now in a second. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> whenever we talk about Housewives and I talk about usually Beverly Hills and how I just think Dorit is so overrated, there are like a handful of people who will come in my DMs being like, she is the only visually interesting one on that show. She serves looks every week. And I'm like, does she though? Like, yeah, she looks grand sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that's nice on Dorit. But like, it's nothing I don't get elsewhere. And it's nothing like... I don't support the Erica Jane anymore, but like no. OG Erica Jane in her first yes. few seasons, I was like, this is visually interesting. This yes. is exciting to me. This yes. is new looks. I've never seen stuff like this before. Yeah. And it was like fun and experimental and very different for yeah. the space that she was in. Dorit, yeah. like you say, is with a stylist and usually just stacking designer on designer on designer on designer, mm. which like, yeah, you're going to look better. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, I find her so She's just trying her. so hard. <laughs> So she's trying so hard um, and I mean I would agree that like she is the most visually aside if we remove Erica Jane um, who actually hasn't been that interesting yeah, recently either. I mean money but, has really impacted truly um, her visual interest yeah. but <laughs> um, she is probably the most interesting but that's not saying a lot because the rest of them aren't really doing much Lisa yeah. Rinna is trying but she just so oh, desperately wants to be Kardashian she's sick. such a diehard yeah she's yeah. such a tryhard I do think Kyle has been I don't know in season if I would agree, but outside of the season, like she's been doing a lot of like press, right? Like like fashion shoots and stuff. Yeah, I mean, she's you been know, doing Louise, more. you're on the cover of magazines. <laughs> Come on, tell us. <laughs> she's been doing more interesting stuff for sure. But like, I think at the end of the day, Kim's or Kyle's instinct is always going to be a caftan. So like, you know, uh, like she is who she is. Oh, goodbye, Kyle. I love... Oh. I, was, I did really like her reunion outfit, though. The pink kind of shiny 
yeah. I don't know what what material it was, but I liked that. Yeah, I like I liked her, and the uh, the one she did was it last season as well, where she had the like nineties spiky, spiky bun. Hair, yeah, yeah. I was like, kind of. So maybe reunion Kyle is like, yeah, yeah. Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is taking a break. Um, yeah. Andy Cohen, executive producer, told E News this week that Beverly Hills were taking a minute, and then we'll be back shooting with them in the new year. Mm. Um. This has obviously, I think, caused more, more worry given where we are with New York and how a similar announcement was made about New York. Yeah. And it's been a substantial amount of time now and we're still nowhere closer to kind of seeing our New York housewives back on the screen. Mm. Um, do we think this is just to have a bit of a reset? I feel like we've had kind of a rolling couple of seasons covering mainly Arca Jane's legal issues mm. um, with then the kind of the introduction of these newbies to kind of try and poke holes in the in it is mm-hmm. this just a bit of a reset to kind of give them time to establish new narratives like what do you think obviously you're a longtime fan and a friend of Kyle Richards <laughs> yeah me and Kyle are best friends um <laughs> yeah so I don't think this is that big a deal I think it is they're just taking a minute because obviously the way things ended with the season is kind of weird like the vibes are off Kathy Hilton said she definitely wouldn't be going back if the cast was the same and like obviously I think they just need I think genuinely they need to take a breath and just really consider what is best for the show yeah um, and I think there do need to be changes made and um, because we need some new drama that isn't about Kathy versus Lisa or even Kyle's family I just think we need new we need new and I don't need a total change of cast a la New York but like I think it does need to be refreshed and I think it makes sense that they that they take a deep breath and have a look yeah Um, I have heard lots of interesting rumors I've heard rumors of Brandy Glanville coming back yes and LVP which I don't know how I feel about LVP coming back, but I don't need LVP coming back. That's not for me. But then yeah. they've also mentioned pe- names of people like um. There's this girl Morgan Stewart. Are you aware of Morgan Stewart? Was she on E News? She's on. She was on E News or like um Daily Pop, which yeah. is on now because they're and going back to E News. But she was also on this show called Rich Kids of Beverly Hills, which if you haven't watched, I highly recommend. It's very enjoyable. Um. So she, her, her husband is an Epo baby, isn't he? He's like his. Her husband has like a famous dad or mom. Um. What? Yes. Is it Tim McGraw? Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil Dr. is her father in law. So this is why I get confused because she was in a relationship and engaged, and I believe got married to a different guy on Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. But anyway, she is like some. She's a she is a brat, but she is like a smart, saucy brat. Like she's very entertaining, and I think if you threw a younger, like a super hot, bratty, smart woman in there, it would yeah. really like it would really amp things up a little bit. Um, so I would love, love, love to see Morgan Stewart thrown in. I'd love to yeah. see Brandy come back because you know Brandy always brings the drama. Like she's yeah. a mess, but like I loved her on Ultimate Girls Trip. She was so good on Ultimate Girls Trip, man. And so I felt so good. bad for her after the Denise Richards season, and she kind of came out in interviews afterwards, and she was mm. like, "I was really expecting." to get a call for the next season like I literally gave them their season based on kind of a story I told about this apparent relationship she had had with Denise Richards Mm. and she was like it was really hurtful to just not even hear from like Bravo at all and I really like that's the one thing I find about ex-housewives is like the ones who linger in that like breakup space kind of waiting for their chance Mm. like they it's like a draw like Dorinda Medley is like oh my god I can't just the saddest creature like just the saddest little creature 
Dorinda we, breaks my heart. I just... She was so good. And then she went so dark. She was the worst. And and when they did the Ultimate Girls Trip in the Berkshires, I was like, okay, Dorinda, come on now. Come back rejuvenated, like old, nice Dorinda. Not yeah. nice Dorinda, but like, you know, fun Dorinda. Yeah. Not yeah. this like person who's like really living in the A darkness. like yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, she did, did all of the worst things. Like, I think one of the most insightful things that Brandy said on Ultimate Girls Trip was like, Dorinda, they're not going to bring you back if you keep acting like this. And yeah. it's true. This is not what people want to see. And it's true. Um, but I agree. There is something about that post-Housewives kind of space. Limbo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a bit weird. Like, I think Tamara Judge obviously came back. To, I don't know if you watch OC. I watch all of them because I'm sick. Um, <laughs> but, well, I've literally been watching for, I think it's like 15 see, years. You've had, what, yeah. OC, I haven't, I don't watch. But see, I, I watched I know, OC from the beginning. So, like, yeah, I, I know the landscape. It. That's that's my my kind of way of understanding the yeah. conversation. Like, okay, that person came in here and they left yeah. here. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, so o- OC is like the the original Housewives. Like, it's, yeah. it's the first one. Um, and Tamara was an iconic OC housewife and she and Vicky Gunvalson who was the OG of the OC like she was one of the first she basically started the whole all of housewives um, and they both were kind of let go from the series and Vicky did that like you know hanging around her so I'm definitely going to be back I'm definitely going to be back thing and Tamara didn't and then Tamara was brought back <laughs> Yeah. Um and uh and Vicky wasn't. Now I, I think Vicky is back in some capacity in this next series, but like, you know, I just think, yeah, yeah it's not a good look. Not and I think and I do think Brandy had had that time as well where she yeah. kind of lingered. Yeah. And then she just went off and did her own thing. And I think yeah. she involves herself in the show in a really good way and that she kind yeah. of tweets along with it or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, does interviews about it, but she doesn't overplay her hand at all. Yeah. Um I totally agree about Morgan Stewart. I hadn't heard that rumor, but I feel like that kind of young energy is what we're missing. I think they thought they were going to get that with Crystal. Yeah. And Crystal is just so measured and um, kind of boring that she's never yeah. going to give us that shakeup. Whereas when you think of Erica Jane, when she arrived, she was that young kind of, you know, firecracker energy yeah. that like made all these women gasp about like yeah. kind of the wild things she was saying and wearing. So mm-hmm. definitely I think that is needed. And um, yeah. there's also rumors about demoting Dorit, which I don't think has come a day too soon. Like Yeah, I think yeah. I I could do with less Dorit. Crystal, yeah. I love her, but we don't really need her on the show, I don't think. Yeah. What do you think about Rina? Rina is a hard one. I think I think Rina is a great housewife, but I think mm-hmm. I think the the loyalties mm-hmm. have firmed up so much that it's mm-hmm. made her really, really rigid. And I think she's she. I think she panicked this season and got yeah. really scrappy in a way that wasn't fun to watch. Yeah. Like her involvement in the story between Kathy and Kyle was just like, oh man, they're sisters. Like you should really yeah get out of this. It was weird. And then to pin mm-hmm. it all on her grieving and like mm-hmm. that it was because of the loss of her, it just it didn't feel real. Like I would have preferred if she said, you know what, guys, like I was grieving, but I absolutely just went mad and like yeah. this happened and like I'm not proud of it so I'm backing out now but she really doubled down at the reunion yeah I think there and that's is a place thing is, for like, her but yeah. I don't I like like Kathy Hilton says if Rinna and Erica stay together I don't think I want to see that again yeah I agree like because here's the thing I I have no problem with a housewife being a messy mean bitch like because that's part of what makes the program good yeah. but like when it feels fake 
Yeah. That's when it's a problem or when it feels samey, like if it's against the same people over and over and over again, you're like, what are you doing? And yeah, yeah the, the Renee, I, I actually, to be honest, I could really do with Erica just going at this point. I'm bored she's of her. Safe, though, I'm right? bored like... of her attitude. She's definitely safe, but I am sick of her. And I think she causes problems within the group. I think she messes up the dynamic. Yeah, I, I agree. I would, if I had to get rid of one, I'd get rid of Erica, but I, I would presume that Bravo will keep her until the yeah. legal stuff has all kind of some, yeah. been somewhat resolved. But, um, she, but it's we're not even getting anything out of that though. That's what no. annoys me. Like at the reunion when she's like, it's whatever her line was that she kept repeating and she's like, it's a legal case and it's in court. It's yeah. a legal case and it's in court. It's a legal case and it's, it's like, shut up, Erica. You're not a lawyer. You were married to yeah. a lawyer. Like, stop. Do you think I, she's, did you I think really they're just banking on, on yeah, oh, I'm the same. I have no uh, time for her either and I, I feel like, this idea that she has as well that like, you know, without me, what what, what would your season have looked like? I'm yeah. like, well, there's actually loads of other storylines that didn't involve you at all because you're giving us nothing. Yeah. And maybe we think... would have had someone better than you. <laughs> in exactly. your I mean, there's plenty of legal drama to follow elsewhere. I'm talking Jen Shaw and Salt Lake City and all mm. the other places. Do we think yeah, like we're not watching her CSI or like Law and Order? Like, <laughs> I know it feels that way these days, but like that like, isn't. They that come in dust to her house show. for fingerprints. Honestly. <laughs> Do we think they're keeping her for like a gotcha moment, like keeping her for a moment that something breaks and they're literally filming with her and they can get like, because so far there's been very little payoff. Yeah, I really don't know. Like, I think, I think in a way, like they've invested so much and they've kind of stayed with her that like they have to see it to the end, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to get a gotcha moment, though. I, I really don't. No, I, don't I mean, think so either. But I mean, it was, I will say, I thought it was good TV to watch her be so immovable in terms of expressing any sympathy for the alleged victims of her husband's kind of legal workings. Like, you know, that was shocking. Like, I've never seen something like that before, where someone is just like, so willing to be empathetic at all like it was remarkable just as in terms of like an anthropological study of humanity I find it interesting (laughs) and like you know Kyle being like please like I can't defend you if you keep acting like this because that was the biggest moment I felt what from this from the whole time that they've just dragged out this Erica thing it was actually seeing Kyle be like Erica no like Like, seeing her crack and be like Erica please like come on that was w- the most interesting moment we've gotten, I thought. I agree, which makes sense in the context of what you were saying about the loyalties and all the kind of various bonds that have happened within within the crew. Like, because it is boring to see them defend, 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 no matter what. So to finally see someone go, look, I actually can't defend this. Like, you yeah. you have to stop was a nice change. But that's I, I think that's why they do need a refresher and a, and a shakeup because we can't just see you know, best friends defend best friends. We need a bit of reality in this reality yeah. show, basically, because yeah. currently what we're getting is very glossy and just a sprinkle, you know, level. just a little, yeah. just give a little us something. dusting. Yeah. Um, we mentioned New York City. Obviously, there are links between these conversations happening because New York City was put on pause mm-hmm. um, and it was rebooted. And we're also reportedly getting a legacy season as well with original mm-hmm. um, castmates. A little bit of an update on the rebooted series. We've already had um, a departure of one of the housewives, Lizzie Savetsky. Um, mm-hmm. She reportedly pulled out of the reboot due to anti-Semitism and abuse that she was getting online. She said she was the target of uh, a lot of anti-Semitic attacks since Mm -hmm. her casting was announced. I think it was in October BravoCon happened. Um, So just over a month ago, 
Um, but there are other reports that there was stuff that happened behind the scene with her husband um, mm. and racial in, racially insensitive words that he reportedly used um, while I think recounting a story of a conversation between two of the castmates. Mm. We'll, we're not going to get into it in, in detail because we need to move on. But where are you with Roni? Are you excited for the reboot? Are you more interested in the legacy? Because I see a lot of the OG casts kind of being very cocky about like, well, no one's going to watch the reboot. They're all going to watch the legacy. And I, I personally wouldn't be so confident because I'm actually really curious to see the light or the reboot. Yeah, I mean, I love. I will always watch a new, fresh batch of Housewives. Like yeah. always. If there's one thing, one thing about me is I'm going to watch the new girls. Like hey, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm really excited um, to see. Um, oh God, why is her name Jenna? Jenna. Jenna, Jenna from formerly head of J Crew. What the hell is her surname? That's going to drive me crazy. Um, but I'm really excited to see her Lions. because thank you, Jenna Lyons. <laughs> really excited to see her because she's like a powerful. Speaking of a queer representation, she's like a powerful queer woman, and um, you know, I'm I'm interested to see who the other women are. I think it's a shame that Lizzie decided to leave. Like I saw, you know there was mention of the fact that she's like very pro-Israel and I think you know there was feedback on that obviously people have legitimate strong feelings about Zionism and stuff um and you know that 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 isn't necessarily anti-Semitism like those are two different kind of conversations and but not everyone feels that way um and I can understand like at the end of the day you have to protect yourself so I get it if she's like look I don't have to take this and she doesn't have to take it and so it's good in a way that she removed herself but I think it would have been interesting to see what she brought to the table because she is an orthodox Jew and um I am fascinated by that culture personally I don't know did you watch um the reality series that was on Netflix my unorthodox life yes oh my god I was bet into that there's another series coming just, but I, well, are they going to cover her legal stuff? Well, I, think, I, I don't know. This is I, Julia Hart, right? This is yeah. the, the woman who left the severely, she was yeah. in a, a real Orthodox Jew community. She left yeah. her kids, some of her kids came with her. Yeah. And yeah. she became the CEO of a lingerie brand. Is that no, it, it was like a modeling agency. Modeling agency, like, yes. Sorry. But like they also did loads of other stuff. She's just a very interesting person. Yeah. But I found the insight into um, the culture. Kind of, yeah, the culture and the communities of like, you know, the kind of Orthodox Hasidic community in New York, just absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So anyway, I would have liked to have seen if we if we might have gotten a little bit of that. I mean, I, I know it's not necessarily she's an Orthodox Jew as opposed to like Hasidic, but like I think it would have been interesting to see. But anyway, she's gone. So uh, yeah. good riddance. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yes, I mean, look, I'll be watching both of them. Of course I will. Yeah, same. I know. I'm like, no, which one will I choose of both? Um, but I am. I'm, I think I'm more excited about the new ones than I'm excited the about the new ones because I'm I'm yeah. excited to have a new landscape. Like I'm excited yeah. to go to new places and see what. Yeah, like I want to be in New York, and I just don't necessarily always want to be at the Regency. Yeah, I just don't feel like Roni in the last couple of seasons. I don't feel like it gave that like Taylor Swift welcome to New York energy. You know what I mean? It, didn't. it, it didn't. was just a bit. T- it was a bit tired, but there were some good also, people in it. I do think that they got screwed a little bit because I think co- they were the COVID, they were the yeah. cast that got really shafted by COVID. Like they could film almost nowhere. They couldn't take on a new housewife. They had like so f- I think there was only five of them or something. And it never works, in my opinion, well yeah. when there's that few. Um I I do kind of want justice for Leah, to be honest, because I love Leah and I feel like we lost out on like a proper second Leah series. Um but but and I there's just so feel many like- people who want her on the reboot, which I could I think would actually be such a lovely like connector between yeah. seasons. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but obviously she's not doing it. So she's not doing it. I mean, look, Legacy, I will watch, as I said. I'm happy that Ramona's not in it. Um yeah. 
genuinely like I've had enough of her yeah Yeah. um and uh, yeah I'll watch I will look I'll watch every like I'll watch it obviously even if it was terrible I'd be watching it yeah I know we're like why are we dancing around this we're absolutely watching (laughs) it um finally we're going to talk about something that I could not escape on TikTok we're going to breeze through really quickly but um Adele's Las Vegas residency Mm -hmm. did you care did you want to be there have you seen her live before I've seen her live a few times. Um, okay. I saw her in the Olympia, um, which will never be beaten. That was Sorry. spectacular. Bizarre. Yeah. It Bizarre. was incredible. Yeah, it was. I think it was just after her second album came out. And so the gig had been booked before they kind of realized how huge she was going to be, I think. So okay. it was one of those gigs that everybody wanted to go to, um, you know, because everybody knew it was you're never going to see her somewhere small like that ever again. Yeah. It was magic. Daniel Day-Lewis was standing near me at that gig. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. It nice. Was, it was amazing. And then I also, I was at Glastonbury when she headlined um, at the pyramid stage. So I was there too. And I saw okay. her one other time, but I can't remember where. That's a really so, good mix of, of, of Adele gigs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love her, obviously. Yeah. Um, she's gas and she's amazing and she's such a great songwriter and singer. Um, and I would love to see her in Las Vegas, but I'm not flying to Las Vegas to do it. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. But I, I like yeah. that we get to see so much of it just via the internet. Yeah. So I, I saw her last summer in Hyde Park and mm. I was I was actually quite disappointed, but it wasn't because of her. Mm. It was I think it was the venue. I just didn't love I didn't think it worked like her mm. being this big, like massive ball, like show singer, like this huge performer. Mm. And it wasn't I don't know. It felt like I was at a festival because of the setup and it yeah. wasn't. I didn't get that energy back from the product. It just, it felt really mishmashed and it didn't. Yeah. I think those gigs outside are never as good as inside when you're talking about one, one person. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It didn't click for me, but, um, yeah, again, I'm not, I'm not flying to Vegas. This is her first residency, um, in Vegas. It's held at the Coliseum. This was the one that got canceled earlier in the year because she, came onto her Instagram stories the day before and said the show wasn't ready, um, mm. which obviously caused a lot of anger and frustration from fans, mm. many of whom were already in Vegas um, mm. waiting for the show. Um, but it's running from, I think it started last week, it's running until the 25th of March. She has just announced two more New Year's Eve shows. Um, it's going to be like a five-month series, Friday and Saturday night shows. And it's reportedly going to make her the highest paid female star in the history of Las Vegas residency, earning her well over $500,000 and up to $950,000 per night. Jesus Christ. That is a fucking paycheck. Wouldn't you love just one of those? Just one of them. One of them. Just one. Just Just get me a house. You know, what's it to Adele? She doesn't need it. One night. That's all I'd need. This is a question that comes up on my podcast all the time. Like, when are you rich enough? Like, at what stage? Yeah. <laughs> just like when are you like, yeah. I'm honestly, now. I just everything I make from now on, I'm going to give away. Like, anyway, like, I'd rather she have it than Elon Musk. This is it, and I'm not. I I'm always such a weirdo that I'm like, how is she getting paid? Like, is it coming in monthly into her? You know what I mean? Yeah. Does she get like, is she paid by like? Does she get cash? Like, I'm like, how does it work? Like, where is yeah. the money going? When does it reach? her current count and what is she able to Yeah, like is it? she logging into the like permanent TSB app and looking at like, oh, just the 50 like, million? Yeah. Oh, Imagine. my, my pay should have come in today. Like it's late. What's going on? Like let me get on to payment and see if it's coming in. Like bizarre. Um. Anyway, the videos look amazing. We've all seen the video of her disappearing into confetti and the piano burning on fire. Um, mm. And it made me think just like generally who, what exactly what you said, I'm not going to Vegas, but who would you go to Vegas for? Like who would you mm. make that trip? I mean, I do think someone like Celine Dion. Mm. I would go for Beyonce. Beyonce would be good. 
I've seen Celine Dion a lot of times um, and I would very much enjoy it, but like, I don't think I'd make the journey. Um, yeah. I would fly, I think like almost anywhere for Beyonce. Um, Cause she just, I just, I find her, I, I love her, but like I find her shows just like to be a biblical experience essentially. Um, and then I, I don't know, like, I feel like we're quite lucky now, you know, we do yeah. have access to a lot of music. And even if people don't come to Dublin, you can usually go to like, you know, London or Berlin or somewhere closer than Vegas, you know? What yeah. about you? Who would you go to see? I just always remember that scene in, in House Lose Guy in 10 Days where they came out of the Caesar Palace Celine mm. Dion show. And I was like, oh, that would be amazing. It would be amazing. It would be like, and I've never I've seen just, her. I've seen, I've seen her a good few times. Yeah, she's amazing. She is amazing. She really yeah. puts on a great show. Yeah, my mom went to see her in Crow Park years ago and she was Oh, I went like, to that. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, apparently a good night. Um, See, I'm so old. <laughs> I would go to Dolly as well. Um, I've I seen Dolly. Thinking, yeah. yeah. I've seen Dolly loads of times. Um, But if she was doing a residency like that, I would have to go and see it. Yeah, 100%. And I, I wouldn't, I would also, Shania Twain's Las Vegas residency, I think that would have been, would have yeah. been magic as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just a lot of money. Like you'd want to be a diehard fan. Like you really yeah. would want to be a diehard fan to go in. But I just do think there's something about a Vegas residency I want to do it like once in my life that I'm like we're going over to see this person yeah because it know. seems like like every, they get to be like really extra because there's so much money involved that they can um that yeah. they can really push the boat out and like go hard um so that's kind of what you want to see you want to see the spectacle in the show especially yeah. if it's one of your favorite artists and again because I suppose they're not touring they're mm. not like upping ship and having to move it and reassemble no, exactly. so they can so make that, it bigger yeah. and better so they yeah. have that that time to kind of really tweak things um yeah. rumors are circulating that Kylie Minogue is going to take over from Adele in um mm. where is it Caesar's Palace uh when it's over not quite the payday that Adele's going to be getting apparently she's in the talk in talks for a hundred million pounds mm. so whatever that is in d- dollars I feel so sorry for it oh Kylie you poor thing hard done by <laughs> anyway we move on that's our news for the week we're going to be talking about what has brought us joy this week or something that you maybe not joy but just that you really stood out to you anything this week that made you smile that stuck Um, out Genuinely putting up the Christmas tree. Um, yeah. I, I love it. Um, I, I I don't know if you've talked about this. I haven't heard the last couple of episodes, but I am just so flat out on that white lotus again. I'm obsessed. <laughs> like every week I'm just like gasping for the new episode. Like So good. I've kind of moved into a time in my life where I'm furious when they don't just give me all the episodes at once so that I can control the pace of my viewing. But the white 100. lotus has actually kind of change that for me a little bit I'm kind of enjoying the fact that I have to wait oh it gives are me you to look forward to okay I get you no I'm really enjoying it the theme song this year is like so addictive I keep going on there's like Ooh, like doing this I'm like <laughs> that's on it um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good I love it um, but yeah my, my girlfriend is like obs- obsessed like she gets really angry when we don't have a new episode she's like oh yeah we'll watch Wild Lotus what I thought we're meant to have the new episode tonight like she gets really angry at our skybox yeah. if it like I relate I think like, we have a new one tonight I think there's a new one available now it's mo- yeah Mondays excited. are yeah. our new episodes yeah it's yeah. really good and I mean Jennifer so Coolidge good. Jennifer Coolidge but like Aubrey Plaza so great in it Megan um, is it Megan Fahey, Fahey? yeah she the bold is, type oh I yes, oh, love the bold type um, she is just absolutely brilliant Um, I've also been watching Um, I, I had kind of 
Fallen Off Virgin River on Netflix. Oh <laughs> my first, gosh. Yeah. I watched the first two series, like, like basically mainline them. And yeah. I remember at around that time, it was the pandemic. And around that time, Lily Allen tweeted or like said on Instagram, she's like, I need more Virgin River immediately. And I was like, yes, me too. <laughs> Cause I'd watched the first two series just back to back. And then I watched, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened, but like I watched the first maybe episode of the third season and then didn't go back to it. So then I've just been over the course of the last couple of weeks, I've been doing jobs around the house and it's been on in I've been watching it the entire time so I'm very How many much seasons is it four, four now? yeah because I think I did the exact same I think I I watched one and two and I I have not gone back oh, and go I, back. I wonder Treat is yourself. it because is it because I just that wasn't released weekly though was it like that was no <laughs> surely they were like just no, taking no. it off okay yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe well, they're back. all there now. And like, it's just like, I really like that kind of TV for mm. it. It just helps me switch my brain off. Like, it's not serious. Swarm. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, I mean, the yeah. amount of dramatic things that happen in that small town. I know. It's like beyond. Just the number like, of teenage pregnancies and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the drug gang in the woods and like, yeah. Oh it's, my God. Yeah. And yes, it's comforting. And yeah. so, yeah, that's the other thing that I've been kind of flat out on. Yeah, I might actually dip into that because I you totally need one of those shows on the go at all the time. Don't you just like warmth, just like Hallmark type Wholesome. stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. too deep, nothing too much of an investment. Everybody um, means well, except for the except for the bad guy. Who except for doesn't. the bad guys yeah. who still care about their local community, though. So like, <laughs> don't hold it against them. Um, I, unlike that kind of a viewing experience, I watched a movie at the weekend that was being served to us in ads, like quite a lot. Um, and it was on Netflix. And I have to say, it was not the movie I was expecting, but it was absolutely unbelievable have you seen the swimmers on netflix? no i'm dying to watch it netflix is desperate for me to watch it and i'm desperate to watch it so netflix is absolutely tapping up our algorithms then because i was the yeah. same i was getting so much like messaging about it i literally and... got a no- another notification because i have netflix like screen notifications or whatever oh, they're yeah, called yeah, pop-ups. Yeah. i got one just as i logged on to talk to you <laughs> it's so good but oh, i good. i i, I don't think I we hadn't watched a trailer we'd literally watched like the little clip that they show on Netflix and the clip mm-hmm. they, that they had showed us was these two girls um Yusra and Sarah two Sarah or two sisters from Syria and it was them swimming so we were mm-hmm. like oh, okay right we'll throw it on whatever didn't realize really that it was the story of them leaving Syria and looking for refuge in Europe trying to make mm-hmm. their way to Germany um and it's 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 heavy like it is absolutely heavy and it's mm-hmm. but it's a, such a it's such an amazing true story about these two mm. sisters that did make this journey and all the difficulties that came along with, you know, taking a dinghy from the coast of Turkey to Greece yeah. to try and make it to safety and what yeah. that looked like and the dangers that they faced and how the system failed them in certain places and helped them mm. in others. And it's amazing. And it's about Yusra's goal of making it to the Olympics and mm. becoming an Olympic swimmer. And it's brilliant. It's a little bit long. I know that matters to some people. It's like, oh, it's nearly two and a half hours. But what? it got like, oh, it's a little it bit long. to me. I can't. I can't I stay awake for that long, Orla. I if I I'm know. sitting still for anything more than an hour, it's a struggle. I can do an hour and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Jesus. It's 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 nearly two and a half. And it's, the muscles are tired. I know. I know I'm the same. And I didn't notice how long it was until we were halfway in. And I was like, fuck it, we're in now. We've got yeah. to keep going. But like I that does factor into the decision the, the decision sometimes. Um, but it's amazing. And I got a four minute standing ovation at the I think Toronto Film Festival. Right. Um so like no, I'm definitely much, gonna watch it. Yeah. It's it is, it's really good. It's heavy though. Um mm. so after that, my other love of the week, we took ourselves off to TK Maxx and got ourselves like Stunning. too many too many Christmas candles. Love this. 
why it's like a drug it's like a drug i think we dropped about 40 quid on candles yeah, it's in, easily a, in a cost done. of living crisis That's i was like done. we need them we need them but they do improve your life i think especially around <laughs> christmas like you know there is something about them they make everything feel cozy even if you can't afford to turn the heating on if you have a candle <laughs> like they just, do just warm your little hands here yeah just sit sit close oh, face pressed against the glass <laughs> and it's all i just love the experience because you go and it's all usually just women my age mm-hmm. s- just sniffing various jars mm. for like longer pre- and then turning them to what whoever's with them to get like a second it sounds like we, a saturday night live sketch but yes oh it's so good <laughs> Bo burnham song oh my god and it fully just it fully just uh, turned the mood back onto Christmas and it was it was brilliant so that brought me joy this week would highly Good recommend you. we're going to finish with some listener contribution really quickly we mm-hmm. spoke about The Real Housewives and I'm very aware that some of you don't watch I highly encourage, as I'm sure yeah. Louise what will as well. What are you doing with your life? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Jump what's in existence without the housewives? Welcome you with open arms when you're there. Um, but I wanted to know, is there any other reality TV shows that people are obsessed with that they don't feel like get the kind of attention that they deserve? Oh, I'm um, very excited to hear this. So a real mixed bag, a couple of repeat offenders was really, really happy to see this one pop up time and time again. Are you the one? I have spoken I about it. I haven't seen this. Oh, Louise. I've spoken about it so many times on here, so many times on my pot on paper. I've heard you, yeah. It's, yeah, I know, I'd never shut up. It's so good. It's MTV. There are a few seasons on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Their mm. most recent series was a uh, LGBTQ plus series where all mm. of the contestants were bisexual. So it meant that Everybody. the normal structure yeah. is there's, you know, five straight men, five straight women, and there's five perfect matches. Whereas mm. this was like, 10 bisexual people mm. it gave you an unlimited number of matches and it so was so many permutations the, yeah oh it was chaotic and it was so good and it into it it was the perfect proof that lgbtq plus versions of these shows can work you just need to make them lgbtq plus versions okay right, i'm sold i'm in at, oh dive in it's so good <laughs> um california oh. came up quite a few times Christ. i mean if I could just watch the video about the eggs on YouTube, that's all I yeah. need from that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I don't like, think, I think I'd actually find it too embarrassing at this point because I I, yeah. I, I feel like I'd be embarrassed for the people now, you know, because they really were shameless in a very impressive way during yeah. the filming of that show. But now I feel like they've got to be more so. Yeah. And it just felt like such an, it didn't feel real at all. Like no. it didn't feel, it didn't feel like, oh, this is what Dublin is like in your no. early 20s. You know, what I mean? it just didn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, a couple of, of uh, Bravo shows that I think you watch Below Deck, Summer yes. House. Yes. Winter House. I want to get on all. the Summer House and Winter House vibe. I think that's definitely oh, please. for me. It's so good. It's so fun. I love it so much. It just brings yeah. so much joy to my life. Like, I just. I don't know what it is about it that I like so much, but it's so good. But Summer House is a spinoff of Vanderpump Rules, which is a spinoff of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So if you haven't watched Vanderpump Rules, I highly recommend that. Like, oh, even I didn't gets, realize the connection. 
Yeah. So Vander, well, technically, so Vanderpump Rules has lost its way a little bit in the last few series, but like the original few series are unreal. Like I think I might go back and rewatch them actually. And then, yeah, basically what they did was a couple of the girls from Vanderpump Rules went to visit their friends in the Hamptons who were winter house um or summer house sorry so yeah so that's the connection that's how we originally met the summer house people um and then they started summer house and summer house is really good so the premise of summer house for anybody who doesn't know is it's these like you know young hot successful new yorkers who go to the hamptons every weekend for the summer so during the week they go back to new york you don't really see that they go back to new york and work and then they come and they you know party at the weekend <laughs> in a fancy house in the Hamptons and it's very good lots of drama ensues Winter House is a spin-off of Summer House where they get people from Summer House who go to Vermont to go skiing in the winter for a few weeks and they're filmed okay. but also other people from other casts and um, mainly Southern Charm which yes. is another brilliant Bravo series um, come and and join them. So you get a mix of various Bravo casts. It's brilliant. Shaws of I Sunset, another realize. one highly recommend, um, which is on Hey You, if you're watching on Hey You. Yeah, I could talk God, about these shows really, forever. They really cross-promote. I didn't realize that Summer House and Vanderpump Rules were yeah. connected. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. keep waiting. Lo- very because- loosely, but that's how they introduced it, yeah. Yeah, because me and my partner obviously watch Housewives together, but like, I don't, she, I don't know if she's ready to like take on a new. So maybe mm. I'll, maybe I'll just take this one on myself because I feel like I've waited so long now, and I feel like I really want to jump on the Summer House bandwagon. But I don't. If it's... you say I can't do it without what, well, not can't do it, but that I should watch Vanderpump Rules first. Ah, uh, you, well, you can absolutely do Summer House without it, like a hundred million percent. Um, but if you're like a completist and a purist like me, you're gonna want to get in at the ground yeah, floor. But also, am. just the early series of Vanderpump Rules are so good. Like you know, just as a gift to yeah. yourself, I would recommend that you do it. Yeah. I always like gifts to myself. Um, the Circle, mm-hmm. another one that came up quite a bit. That's gone, mm-hmm. but it, the, and the Netflix one is shit. I'd love if they brought that, but was that Channel Four? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Now I have to say, oh, sorry, Patty so Smith. Good. <laughs> I know. Big shout out to Patty Smith, Irish winner. Um, just yeah, it's so good. But I just it mm-hmm. it came on at about I think it came on at the same time as Love Island, but it came on at like eight p.m. or oh. something like that. In the hopes, I think that was how they tried to do it, yeah. and I just don't think it ever quite it. Because it took off when Love Island was really at that like fever pitch yeah. um, popularity. And I just think it maybe was a victim of the timing. Um, yeah. but it's still on Netflix, mm. which, but it's, it's shit. It's American. Even mm. though Scary Spice was on. Anyway, I, that was recommended. Um, what else have we got? Sister Wives. I have to say I do dip in at like 4 p.m. On, of TLC. I have you been know, trying because I know there's a lot of shit going down in Sister Wives now currently at the moment in the re- in the recent series. So oh, I, yeah, and Casey has a wife Wilson, left. Is that yeah? I think so. So Casey Wilson, who's one of the co-hosts of Bitch Sash, and um, which is a Housewives podcast that I listen to kept saying yeah. like now is the time to get in and so I DM'd her and I was like I was like look I just I need you to tell me how far back do I need to go because there's like 17 series and I was like I can't go back to series one I just don't have the time so no. I was like if I want to appreciate the current drama she was so she Literal. recommended that I go back and watch the first the first one or two series um just to get the kind of the context and then go back I think she said like two or three series so I'm doing that at the moment I'm on like I think okay. season 14 um, and I need to get up to date. I, I I was I had to take a break. I was I was too much, but I'm gonna go back to it because I hear yeah, there's a lot going down. 
He's torturous, isn't he? Anytime I watch awful. it, I just find it. He's awful. Awful. He's awful. really he he's really difficult to watch. Like Truly. he's really annoying. Like I totally agree. Yeah. He's the worst. I, and I do see the headlines and I, I'm like that as I'm so like that as well, where I'm like, I see the headlines. I'm like, I want to understand how mm. white people are freaking out over this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. I, I just get FOMO for like if there's a reality TV. I, that's why I've seen so many of the shows, because I just <laughs> I need to know what's going on. I need to know. <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll just pay more attention now on my 4 p.m kind of scroll when work's nearly over uh final one from cassie in the studio handmade britain's best woodworker she says it's the best thing on telly uh, cassie <laughs> really i need like i need i need we need a quick bio on this handmade britain's oh, best mel woodworker. Get, Mel Goodrich hosts as a talented good with wood crafts people compete to be crowned Britain's best good woodworker. Okay. Wow. Actually, this sounds like something that I would enjoy. It sounds like Talent I like all those shows. A big build project. Yeah. Like I'm about all, this. The, all the like bake off the jewelry show. I really like. I can't really get into the sewing bee one, but this actually maybe I could get into this. Is this bake off for builders? Because it's it looks like, like they have it. technique challenges. Cassie, thumbs yeah. up or thumbs down? Yeah. Bake off for woodworkers. Yeah. Okay. I I can get down with this. That's the hook. Like that is, that is the hook. I mean, okay. So you have to pitch it to me. Yeah. Great. (laughs) That's that's just on the bake off scale. Where are we falling? Although bake off Mm. this year was a bit disappointing, but anyway. I know. Yeah. I actually didn't watch it. I watched the first season and then I fell off. Yeah. I still don't know who won. That's how, that's how poor this year was. I haven't watched the final and it hasn't been spoiled for me. I actually don't know who won either. It's been weeks, Louise. I know that my favorite person didn't win. I think um, I know who that is as well because he was mine. Yeah. yeah, he was the only reason to watch really. Now in fairness, I would have kept Arguably. watching but like I'm busy and as I mentioned, I'm criminally tired so by the time my kids are asleep like I'm lucky if I get if I get to watch two programs I'm doing really well. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to you've got to really cut the, the work from the chaff. Is that? Anyway, but standards are high. Standards are high <laughs> but we'll usually just revert to some kind of housewives show yes. because we know it'll deliver yeah. um, we're going to wrap it there Louise McSharry it's been fun talking about all of our favourite things and some other things like Matt Hancock um, <laughs> which wouldn't fall under that category um, congr- I, I know that I know the catch up has been going for a while but congratulations on the success oh thank you so much it's like thank it's you. so nice to see it's just so nice to see Irish podcasts thriving and see people creating new stuff and it doing really well and people receive it really well and like Thank I was you. even catching up on the group chat the other day from version mm. um, and I was like I love this for these guys that they've really hit a rhythm like it's just lovely yeah. to see people doing yeah. well you know yeah, absolutely and I think you know I, I say this all the time but you know people slag off the fact that there's so many podcasts now but it is a real democratizer and it means that people can really do things that they never would have had the opportunity to do before and there is room for everyone I really believe that because you know we we all have our little niches and our little things that we're interested in and that's the beauty of the podcast landscape so thank you so much absolutely we shall end it there go forth this week and have a great time um we'll be back next week with more of this nonsense we'll talk to you then Thank you so much to my guest, Louise McSharry, for joining me on the podcast this week. And thank you to you guys for tuning in each and every week. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at don'tquoteme.podcast. And you can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. And yes, all of the latest goss. We'll talk to you then.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.